Welcome to the SYA podcast, giving you teachings from the young adult ministry of Shepherd Church, where it's our mission to lift up Christ that the world might believe. We meet every Thursday at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. For more info, go to wearesya.com. It was 80 degrees on Monday. This is January. 80 degrees in January. I love Los Angeles. And so Kayla and I decided to drive to the beach. And as we're driving there, I mean, I've got I've got a little Jeep like this. Kayla got me a replica because I like it so much. But it has no doors on it either and no roof. And we're driving that to the beach. The, the summer breeze of winter is blowing all around us. I have a LaCroix next to me in my hand. My wife is next to me. And I have my happy music playlist on. The The sun is setting behind the mountains of Malibu. We're on Canaan Road. And it, it's hitting the ocean, landing on the ocean. I mean, it's it was one of the most beautiful pictures I had ever seen. It's one of my favorite memories. It was so beautiful. It was such a great day. But even in that moment, I was thinking to myself, there is something better than this. There's something more beautiful than this that I can find in my relationship with God. I can invite God into this moment and make it better and more beautiful. I I could be having alone time with God, just praying with God alone in my room. And it could be more beautiful than this moment. And, And that thought was repeating in my head because I've been reading John 15 and John 15 is all about abiding. I mean, the one word summary for John 15, at least one through 17, is abide. And abide means to remain or connect with Jesus like a branch is connected to a vine. And two verses of John 15, 1 through 17 just grabbed onto my mind and have have not let me think about anything else recently. I'm thinking about them everywhere because these verses, Jesus tells us the results of abiding. And the results, like I, I want those results. So after he teaches about the vine and abiding and connecting, he says in verse 11, these things I've spoken to you about abiding, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Then verse 17, he says, these things I've commanded you about abiding, that you will love one another. You you should circle verse 11 and 17. And remember, those are the results of abiding. So Jesus is saying, abide in me and your love will overflow and your joy will overflow. So this thought has been in my head. It's just poking at me all the time. The results of abiding are joy and love overflowing. The results of abiding are joy and love overflowing. Abiding in Christ, connecting with Christ, being with Christ causes you to overflow with love and joy. So This truth has been in my head constantly. I mean, even one of my happiest moments. I'm with my wife in my Jeep in Malibu, and I'm thinking that Jesus is saying, there's a way I can bring him into this moment and make it better, make it more beautiful. And it will cause all of my moments to be more beautiful if I can bring him into it. So I'm I'm thinking about that. But at the same time, if I'm if honestly, I have not been good at remembering God alone by myself or even in my everyday moments of life to put it bluntly i love jesus less than i used to i i really do i used to love jesus more than i do right now i i used to remember and thank jesus more than i do right now so while i was remembering in that moment in the jeep driving with kayla 
while I was remembering how amazing life can be with Jesus, I was also convicted that I've gotten further from that life of joy than I used to be. I don't know if it's quarantine. I don't know if it's COVID. The excuse doesn't matter. I've gotten further from that life of joy than I used to be. And how many of you listening can say something similar? I mean, how many of you can think back to a time when you love God more than you do now? You know, when you were on fire for God, when you would get into a worshipful moment and just get lost and, I mean, I mean, forget time and just enjoy that moment. When, when you sought to know God more every day, when you would bring him into every conversation and you invited God into every moment and you were, you were thanking him for every blessing. And do you remember the joy that was in those times that came out of those moments? I do, and I miss it. I want those times again. And this isn't a guilt trip, don't get me wrong. Like you may love God less than you used to, but but really that, what, what I mean, this isn't a sermon of like, love God more or else. No, 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 that's, that's not how it works. Your love for God may have changed, but God's love for you is unchanging. You have nothing to feel guilty about. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. All I wanna do is remind you and remind myself of how good life with Jesus is and how much better every moment of our lives can be when we invite Jesus into it. So that, that's why I started with the end today. I mean, we started with the results of abiding because I want you to remember if you abide and if you connect and remain in Jesus, your love and joy will overflow. You will not be able to contain them. So no matter where you are, Today, if you've never sought Jesus, if like me, you've been better, or if you're in the best spot ever, just remember and do not forget that the results of abiding is love and joy overflowing. The results of abiding are love and joy overflowing. So knowing that, how, how, how does one abide? What, what, what does it mean to abide? I mean, the results are great. So how do I abide well? Well, Let's read John 15, 1 through 17. It's, I'm reading that ESV. I would encourage you to read along in your Bible or at least on your phone. I like Bibles better because you can write in them, but whatever you do, just John 15, 1 through 17. Let's read this together and see how we can abide better. Jesus says in verse 1, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch, branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. That one verse, I never, I don't really know what it means. I've researched it, don't know what it means. Already you're clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Verse four, abide in me and I in you, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into a fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples." As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. See how many times he says abide? Verse, verse 11. 
Here's the one I already read to you. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give to you. Verse 17, I already read this one to you too. These things I command you so that you will love one another. John 15, one through 17. So but before Jesus gets into how to abide, he, I'm gonna drink water real quick. Before Jesus gets into how to abide, he tells us why to abide in him. Look back at verse one. I love it. He says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. I love that opening statement. I I am the true vine. If you have your Bibles, you should circle that word true. I don't know if you can see this. I don't think you can see it, but I have the word true circled because I just, I am the true vine. Jesus is saying, hey, you might have other lowercase v vines that give you some nourishment. That's what a vine does. It gives you nourishment. It helps you grow. So you might have some some things that give you nourishment, significant other, your friends, your work, your school, Netflix hobbies. Yeah, those those things are all fine. They're all, they're all good. But those are lowercase v's. They, they bring you some joy, but they will never nourish and feed your soul like me. Jesus says, I am the, the true capital V vine. Jesus says, I am the only vine who truly and fully nourishes you and gives you the substance that you need. So stop looking for nourishment from binging. Stop looking for nourishment from dating and dating and dating. Stop looking for nourishment from career building and life planning. Find your nourishment in Jesus because he is the true vine. That's why you abide in Jesus because he is the true vine, the only vine who gives you nourishment. I love that way to start it. That's that's such a great opening line to a chapter. I am the true vine. But then the question is still, okay, how, how do we abide? I mean, I think, how do we abide? But I think Jesus gives us some direction in, in this. Let's, let's go back to the text. Let's go to verse seven. Because verse seven, he gives us a hint here. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. So how do we abide? Well, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you wish and it'll be done for you. So to abide means to remain. We talked about that, to, to, to remain, to stay in. But specifically, Jesus says, abiding is having my words remain in you. Abiding means Jesus's words are in you. So here's point number one on how to abide in the true vine. Abiding in the true vine means remaining in Jesus's words so you can remember his word. Remaining in Jesus's words so you can remember his words. If you can, circle verse seven, write that in the, the margins. Re- abiding in the true vine means remaining in Jesus's words so you can remember his word. He, he says my words, and I think this could be in the whole Bible, but from what I studied, most people think it just means his teachings. So specifically his teachings and Jesus's life on earth is what he's talking about. I think in this moment could be wrong. could be the whole Bible. Either way, we have somewhere to start. But to abide and get the results of abiding, uh, joy and love overflowing, Jesus's words must remain in you. This reminds me of Psalm 119.11. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart 
that I might not sin up against sin against you. I've stored your word up in my heart. And then John 14, 26, it says, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, this is Jesus talking, will bring you to remembrance of all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit's job is to help you remember Jesus's words. But, but notice what the verse says. It says the Spirit brings you to remembrance of what Jesus has said to you. But if you've never read all the words of Jesus, if you haven't heard them, if you haven't read them, how can you remember them? You can't remember what's never gone into your mind. So here's the application. You must know all of Jesus's words well and have some of Jesus's words memorized to abide. You must know all of Jesus's words well. You have to be familiar with them and have some of Jesus's words memorized to abide. Abiding is remaining in Jesus's word so you can remember his word. Remember his word in times of need, in times of question, in times of temptation. In those moments, you can remember God's word. So know the words and teachings of Jesus well. Be familiar with them. That is abiding, according to Jesus in John 15, verse 7. And Knowing all the words of Jesus sounds kind of hard, but it's actually, it's very doable. I mean, if you want to accomplish this right now, this is what I, I, I recommend doing. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four books of the Bible. They're small books and they're small chapters. Read them straight through. Those are, those are all the words Jesus said um, that we know of while he was on earth, I think. Hopefully I'm not wrong. There are at least a lot of, almost all of Jesus's words on earth or in the, those, those four books, they're biographies of Jesus's life. The, the inspired ones that, the, um, that we listen to, to know about Jesus. So read those four books so that you can know about Jesus's life. And you could easily do this in two weeks, super easily in a month, or if that's just too much reading for you, pick one and then read a chapter a day and you'll finish the gospel in less than a month. So, so do that to, to know Jesus's words because knowing his words is abiding. Abiding is remaining in God's word so you can remember God's words. And the results of abiding are joy and love overflowing. Let's let's go back to the text because I want to show you the second point on abiding. Verse nine, it says, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So here Jesus says to abide in my love, keep my commandments. And then it's, well, is that the 10 commandments? What commandment? And he says, no, specifically my commandment for you is that you love one another. So here's the second point I see about abiding. Abiding in the true vine is obedience, but obedience is loving others. Abiding in the true vine is obedience, but obedience is loving others. My question when I read that is like, okay, well, what is what does it mean to love others? I mean, does that mean say something nice? Like that's kind of vague. It's pretty broad, love others. But John writes three other books, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and they give us a clearer picture of how this plays out, specifically 1 John 3.16, not John 3.16, 1 John 3.16. Um, it says, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and so we ought to lay down our lives for each other. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So what is love? What are we supposed to do? 
lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. I like the way Paul puts it. It's a little more specific. Paul says, in talking about the way Jesus laid down his life for us, in humility, we should count others as more significant than ourselves. Count others more significant than ourselves. So to love others well, in any situation you're in, I mean, when you're stressed, count others' stress as more significant than yours. When someone annoys you, count their feelings as more significant than yours. When someone stabs you in the back and then reaches out for help later, the same person that hurts you, count them more significant than yourselves. When extra money comes your way and you can spend it, save it, give it, count others more significant than yourselves. I can't tell you exactly how to love others and lay yourself down for them because there's, there's too many situations you'll be in. I can't predict them all, but I do know that if you have this verse abiding in you, remaining in you, I must count others as more, as more significant than myself. If you have that in your head, it's going to help you abide through obedience. Abiding in the true vine is obedience, but obedience is loving others and laying down your life for them by counting them as more significant than yourself. Let's get back to the text. Last point on what what abiding is. I want to go back to verse one, though. Let's go back to verse one. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So Jesus, the vine, right? We know what he's doing. He's working inside of us. He's, Jesus is feeding our soul through his word and he's uh, leading us to obedience. But God, the father is the vine dresser, the gardener, and he is cutting and pruning branches. So as Jesus is working on the inside of you, God is working on the outside of you. And, and the father's work is cutting and pruning areas with no fruit. So here's what I see. The third and final point I want to give you today from this text is abiding in the true vine leads to cutting unproductive habits. Abiding in the true vine leads to cutting unproductive habits. There are certain things in all of our lives that do not lead us to love others and that do not lead us to joy. They keep us from abiding, if you will. There are sins and areas of struggle that most of us know about that are hurting us. Simple things like, we waste our time on social media and Netflix rather than doing more productive things and rather than spending any time with God. Um, we gossip. Some of us excessively drink and eat too much and we have toxic relationships we're in and we have sexual sin and, and we know about these things and we know God needs to cut them out of our lives for more fruit to be produced and to get the results of abiding, overflowing in love and joy. We, we have things we need to cut out. That's And that, that verse reminds us of that. But Here's the encouragement from the verse. I think, yes, identify these areas, but rather than beat yourself up for them and feel bad, abide, remain, seek God and seek what it means to abide and how you can better abide. Because through that abiding, those toxic habits will naturally leave your life. Focus more on abiding than cutting because The verse says that God is the one who does the cutting. What's your job, according to Jesus, to abide. And here's the beauty of it. Let me give you this picture. I think we should all know. Um, I've learned it since I've been married and I have to, you know, sometimes do the dishes and not eat out every day. 
But if you ever left a dirty dish out overnight or you cooked something and then you like waited to clean it up for a couple hours, you come back and the food is just stuck on the dish or the pan. And there's two things you can do. You can scrape at it with all of your might, you know, put some elbow grease into it, really get it. And you'll probably like scrape the pan and mess it up, but you also won't even get all of it off. Or what's your other option? You, you get some warm dishwater and dish soap and you put the pan in there and, and you just let it soak. You, you let it abide. You let it sit. And as that pan sits in that water, it becomes easier to clean. In fact, the, the crud, whatever's left on it, just falls right off. And so where a lot of religion and, and the easy thought pattern to fall into is like, hey, try harder, cut these things out. But, but Jesus just says, hey, abide. Because if you abide in me, if you soak in my presence, it's easier to leave your old ways behind. So let's summarize. If we want to constantly grow in our love for God and therefore overflow with love and joy for others, we must abide. And the results of abiding are overflowing with love and joy. And according to John 15, abiding in the true vine of Jesus is, number one, getting Jesus's words inside of you. So read the Gospels. Abiding is remaining in Jesus's words so you can remember his word in times of need. Number two, abiding is obedience and obedience is love. And love is counting others as more significant than yourself. So in short, abiding is loving others by counting them as more significant than yourself. And number three, abiding is allowing God to rid you of unproductive habits. But, but the more you soak and abide in God, in his words, in his love, the easier it is for those habits and bad habits to be left behind. So abide. Find out what it means to abide. Learn to abide better and then experience the results of abiding a love and a joy that leads you into a life that's better than you could have ever imagined. Thanks for listening to the SYA podcast. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram at wearesya.com.